Hey, what's up? My name is Ryan. Hey, and my name's Chris. Chris, I have something very important to tell you. Oh, yeah? What is it? I have more trophies than you. Welcome, everybody, to the very first episode of a new podcast between myself and my friend Chris here called I Have More Trophies Than You. This is a podcast all about the different ways that we play video games, you know, playing them for fun versus playing them for a reason. And uh, we just want to talk about video games and have some fun. Um, I'm I'm here to have fun. (laughs) I'm very excited. I hope that everyone likes us and has a great time. You know, for people who don't know who we are, maybe we should introduce ourselves a little bit. Uh, Absolutely. My name is my name's Ryan. Uh, you might know me as Dr. Ryan. I'm a chiropractor from Southern Oregon, and I love video games. I've been playing video games since I was like five years old. I can remember Christmas when I was five. My parents got me an NES because my grandpa told him it was a great fun toy to play because my grandpa loved playing the NES. We would play it together. And I mean, it's been nothing but video games ever since. Uh, what about you? Yeah, um, very, very similar. Like, uh, my name is Chris. Uh, you might know me by Blaze or Budezo. I stream on Twitch uh, occasionally, and I'm also uh, a moderator for the Big Dogs Discord. That's uh, Frank Kelly, Brian Abuchakra, and Audrey Menard's uh, amazing Discord. So you've probably seen me around if you see me in there. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm a huge, huge gamer. I I everything I do revolves around gaming. I make board games. I play video games like uh and honestly my my earliest memory of gaming is i remember it was a christmas morning we would go to my cousin's house and i just remember my dad and my uncle being really excited for the nes and they were playing like golf and stuff on it and then uh i remember final fantasy the original final fantasy uh being played and that's like my first that's probably why i like final fantasy so much but like you'll you'll get that (laughs) eventually (laughs) I get it. My grandpa, the, the games that he had that I was watching play were the Super Mario Brothers, one, two and three Legend of Zelda and Final Fantasy. Oh so but I think somewhere in our paths, the way that we play games apparently diverged because Chris, you love playing games for fun. You, you really get into them. And I play games for a purpose. And that purpose right now for the last couple of years has been very simple. And that is the PSN trophy system. Ryan, I hate to tell you this, but this is your intervention. <laughs> oh, no. Um, no, I don't know, man. Like, I was always a completionist, like, mm-hmm. even before. So before the 360 and the advent of achievements, like, back in the day, if a game had 100%, I wanted to try to get everything. I wanted to get every collectible. I wanted to do everything. You know, with Nintendo, they were really big on that, too. I wanted the 100% next to my Super Mario 64 save. Mm-hmm. I wanted every heart piece I could get in Zelda. You know, it's so it's, it's just always been that kind of thing of like when I'm playing a game, it's like, yes, I want to play a game for fun. But I look at it as a game is like this is a checklist of things to do. And I want to do all of them. And then once the the fucking 360 game, I'm sorry. Wait, we you know, live live talk for you guys. We haven't oh. talked about this. Uh-oh. Do we want to swear? Do we want to swear on this podcast? Oh, uh, I'm fine with it. Okay, like, leave this in. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> I want people to. We're growing as a podcast if this takes off. So yeah, you look, know, this is a whole collection of everyone listening. So it's it's all baby steps for us, and we're you are along for the ride. So buckle in, get ready. We're about to drive this car off a cliff, and it's going to be a fun ride. So I guess yeah, there we go. So swearing, I did get to say the first swear of the podcast. Uh, would you like to say a swear now, too? I would like to say fuck. OK, great. Oh. Um, 
What the fuck but was yes, I talking? Oh yeah, you were so, talking achievements. The advent of the Xbox. The, when the 360 came out, and all of a sudden it's like we have this thing called the trophy or the achievement system. I was like, that's weird. So it's like you can do your completion things, but there's an overall score. Mm-hmm. And I got hooked. I was big into it for those first couple of years, um, and I had almost a hundred thousand achievement points before I lost my Xbox account to some Russian hackers. Uh, and that kind of put me off it for a while. But like, even then I was a big wild WoW player. And when they put in their achievement system, that's basically what I started playing specifically for. It's like, yeah, you can do raids, you can do this, or you can do all this weird side shit and get all of these trophies or achievements. And I, I was pretty high up in on my server and in the world on that too. It's just like, I love the meta game of collecting all of these trophies, making the numbers go up and being on a leaderboard. That's what's fun for me. It's fascinating to me that you use the term meta game for it because it's like it is a game in its own sense. It is a ranking. It is a like rating system that you're ever climbing on. And I find that fascinating because like I'm a I'm a trading card game player. Like I'm a big like somebody who analyzes metagames for like trading cards all the time. So for me, it's like it's something that I just don't think about, right? Like, I don't think about, like, that being an aspect to video games as much. Because there are definitely some games, I'll, I'll do the checklist, you know, I'll try to do everything I can. Um, but there is definitely a time with almost every video game that I feel it's like, oh, this is the time to move on. Like, and then it's like, there's too much. And I, I, I guess I get inundated with, like, how many games there are. And I'm just like, oh, I just need to kind of keep playing a little bit of everything to move through it all eventually. But it's it's fascinating to watch it like every week, like when you stream and it's the platinum report, that stuff's so cool to me. Um, I find it interesting to just see it like, oh, hey, this is what I'm doing to climb up the ladder. And that's like what I'm really excited to just kind of like pick your brain a little bit more as we like continue through this podcast, because I find it so fascinating and interesting to think of it as like I'm climbing the ladder. I'm doing like my part. You are playing against other people at all times doesn't matter what game you're playing it really is like the game i've said this before and uh people always laugh but they've gamified gaming yeah that's it's exactly what the achievement system is though right yeah 100 they've they've turned playing games into a game onto its own and i love that my favorite game is the game of playing video games (laughs) like i i i remember uh when the xbox hit and the 360 especially with the achievement system because I, I honestly i wanted you know a big gamer score just so that i could like flex my like gamer boner over everyone or whatever oh yeah but like i, I there was definitely a point where i think i was playing that avatar game that got me like a thousand in the first five oh, minutes uh, are you talking about avatar uh the last airbird uh sorry avatar the last and i can't fucking talk <laughs> hold on Avatar The Last Airbender, The Burning Earth, which I have yes. all of the achievement points for because it took about 40 seconds. Yeah, it was just you get into the game and you just like spam X and then you got it. Yep, you just spam X. That was that game was one of the very first that that was the first easy game. Like, right. At the beginning of the achievement era, there were games that were easier. They're like, hey, you can play these kids games and it take like six to eight hours. It was still a full fledged game. That was the first game where they straight up just um, and people would play it just for the achievements. And it became the running joke. It's like, oh, you're not an achievement hunter if you don't have Avatar the Burning Earth. Side note, funny story that came out a couple years ago about that. That game was supposed to have a full achievement system, supposed to be play the full game, all that stuff. And apparently 
uh, I, I read, I heard of this on the giant Bombcast. The person who uh, did the achievement coding for that game wrote in and said that there was some error that broke the game with those at one point they just ripped them all in and put that in as they just uh like just get this out the fucking door who cares it's achievements oh, gosh so yeah and then once that happened it was like games realized oh if we just make easy trophies or achievements people will buy shit and then that's how we've gotten to the like the armageddon of shit ass games that we're in now that we can talk about in the coming weeks as we go over right. this but because see i think that was the that's another like one of those divergent points for us because it's like for me i think that was one of the first times where i was like why like because i i rented it i didn't like, I also rented money, it but like at the same time i was like oh man i totally could have rented or rented like any other number of good games <laughs> instead of this game that i i literally played for five minutes just to get the the 1000 achievement points and then turned it off and threw it into its box like see but i think that this also is a great side note to a personal goal i have for this podcast that game was the first game i rented with the if anyone remembers the blockbuster game pass oh 30 days you could rent as many games as you wanted you could just bring them back and bring them back uh you know trade them out as much as you wanted. And so for achievement hunters, that thing was a godsend because you could rent any shitty game and go back. That has led to, and here's my side goal for the podcast. I am still one of the very few people that uses Gamefly. (laughs) Uh, And my goal for this podcast is I want to get us sponsored by Gamefly. Dude, if we get get Gamefly, hit us up. Go Gamefly. I am a three, three discs out, three games out uh, uh, holder of your wonderful service it's great for so many bad games that i get easy platinums on um i just did all of the subnautica and subnautica below zero ones i got life is strange 2 came in uh the other day and i got some i forget what else is coming in i got some easy games coming in soon uh can't wait yo but actually like shout out to gamefly for selling like affordable cheap used games unlike gamestop yeah <laughs> like, that's true that's what blows me every i swear once a week i'll see like cheap ass gamer just hey gamefly is doing an insane sale right now and it's like oh i i guess i'll check it out because maybe there's something i actually kind of want like um cheap ass gamer also we are in no way sponsored monetarily but i am going to say that uh we are going to endorse cheap ass gamer yeah, as much as humanly possible on this podcast 100%. okay well um you know, and there's more we can talk about on that, but I feel like let you know this is a journey. Right. This is a we we can get to that. We can decide topics. Let's talk about what this podcast is. Yeah, this podcast is you and I having a discussion once every other week. We're going to do biweekly, and it's going to be about a little bit about what we've been playing recently and why. And also, every episode is going to have a main game that we talk about. This is right. going to be a game that you know maybe it has trophies maybe it doesn't maybe we talk about an old game and we talk about the difference about how you play it for fun versus playing it as a completionist (laughs) so that way we're not just limited to only talking about playstation games yeah um and we are talking about a playstation game the first time though but what were we exactly (laughs) i'll say it it is definitely this this whole show uh as you go with us you like the main focus will always be um the differences in how people play games uh that is like always that is like the motto of this show is it's to make you think 
like differently about how maybe you've even played the game and experienced uh because i would absolutely love like um to hear if you've played the game uh it'll definitely be like in the episode in like the little text be like episode one this game i would love to hear uh how you yeah. played it were you a completionist in it because there's plenty of games where i will feel that need and honestly i'm i don't want to bury the lead but i'm kind of feeling it on this one just a little bit um but like yeah i want to know like did were you somebody that just wanted to get through it were there other games on your list like let's know like let's have that conversation you are a part of the conversation uh even though it may be through comments or whatever we're definitely even gonna bring in guests uh eventually and talk to them and uh, their experiences with the video games um so it's gonna be fun I, the journey of this is going to be a blast and i can't wait to see the discussions that come out of it in the future i will say the secondary goal of this podcast is to subtly turn you into a trophy hunter um <laughs> and then the tertiary goal is to get gamefly on our radar well no that's the Beyond primary their radar there we go that's the primary okay, goal so just we'll move the rest of them us. down one there we go okay. <laughs> um game no, i'm looking for you <laughs> gamefly hit me up like just we want to rep you okay yeah. uh so with that i think that we'll talk about this episode's game is a game that came out recently you picked this game i did Chris. uh do you want to intro this game and i think what we'll do is we'll talk about uh, the game, we'll talk about the story, we'll talk, you know, about playing it, and then we'll get into the real discussion of the differences of how we played it. So, what is the game, even though it's the episode title and everybody already knows, <laughs> what game are we talking about this episode? We are talking about Jedi Fallen Order. Like, I... I'm I'm excited for this. Like, I, I'm playing through this game right now, even. Um, and... I am fascinated with it. I'm a little taken back with it. Um, I'm I'm all over the place on this game. Um, Wait, have you not finished this game yet? No, I I have. I've watched like okay. four Let's Plays of it. And like, oh, okay. it's, it's okay. to that point where like, while I'm playing the game, I'm like, God, I, I get, I know the story. I don't want to watch cutscenes. Please let me skip your cutscenes. And it is, nope. It is. You are sitting here for however long we need to talk this dialogue out. So it's so good dialogue. Now that's it an is, interesting. It is uh, good. Here's an interesting divergent point already talking about the way that we differently play games and enjoy media. You watch other people play this game. I did um, because I, I don't know how. I, I, we've had small conversations, but like how big of a Star Wars fan are you? Because for me, it's uh, like it's been hurt. Pretty, so that's why I've kind of watched other people play this game. Listen, I wasn't the biggest fan of the Disney movies, mm -hmm. but I'm still a big Star Wars fan. And this game was one of my favorite games of 2019. Yeah. So the idea of in, just in general, the idea of if I want to play a game, watching someone else play it instead of playing it myself mm -hmm. also alien to me i am not someone that usually likes to watch other people play video games most of the things that i watch on twitch are either my friends so it's like i'm watching my friends or i'm watching things that aren't video games because if i want to play a video game i'll just play a video game right like uh for me it, it like i i was always kind of that field like i've i've watched let's plays and like uh i i do consume them frequently uh 
but it, it's weird. I always like, you know, I grew up watching like Game Grumps and stuff like that. And, and then, you know, throughout the years, it kind of wades and then I'll come back and watch a little bit more. Um, but I think when I was living in Japan, it like for me, Let's Plays were m my way of of listening to English every day. Like that was okay. what I did was I could watch somebody play a game while I'm doing work or doing other things. And it was it was nice to just hear an English conversation because for those years while I lived there, predominantly spoke japanese <laughs> with yeah. with my friends there and and then of course you know i speak english but even with my wife like it would be mixed like you know she i mean she's fully american but like we would do that to you know get better at the language and whatnot so like i really got into let's plays then and uh i you know it, it stuck from there so like whenever this game came out everyone was playing it because it's kind of soulsy i guess if you know if you can call it that um but like i would definitely call this inspired by the dark souls genre but would you we'll, we'll get into that when we talk yeah, about i was gonna it. say oh, yeah. oh do you want to just do you want to just get right in we can we can i was gonna say would, I you, would want... you call it a souls like or would you because i think it is inspired but i think there is definitely a point in the game where it is no longer a souls like i think there i are would call it more it, but i would call it more of a 3d metroidvania with yeah the dark souls uh resetting mechanic mm -hmm. but i wouldn't call it a dark souls like i'm making right if you guys can hear my fingers i'm making quotation marks <laughs> Um, but before let, you know, let's put a pause on that. We'll sure. get to that. I want to really quickly just for the people at home, maybe who haven't played it. Let's, uh, I just want to give a quick summary of the game. Hey guys, uh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, it's me, Chris from the future, but it's technically the past now. Um, it, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, what does matter is I'm about to spoil something, uh, right now in this episode, I'm going to spoil how Jedi Fallen Order ends. If you do not want to be spoiled, this is your time to exit. Uh, also, I just want to let everyone know, uh, that there is going to be a conversation about this and about, man, the clock's really ticking. I can't tell you. Um, but it's about to happen. Don't worry about it. Uh, what you need to know is that spoilers are coming. There are spoilers going to be for the show. When we talk about a game, it'll be in the description and it will be the title of the episode. If there's a game you don't want to be spoiled on, I would say play that game and then come back and listen to this episode, especially when you're fresh on it. That would be awesome just to be like, man, I just played this game. They, the, oh no, I can't. Guys, they're coming for me and I can't say anymore. Just know that spoilers are going to be in every episode, or at least every episode. Oh, oh, no! So, uh, Dark Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, made by EA, came out in 2019. It is a action-adventure game, third-person, melee-based game about you as Cal Kestis, a Jedi Padawan who was cut off from everybody during uh, the end of Revenge of the Sith, if you don't know Star Wars. Order 66. Uh, when all the Order 66. You actually get to see Order... Oh, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get yeah. into that. Um, heavy spoilers for this game, by the way. Heavy spoilers. Oh, wait. You, there you, okay, well, there you go. Um, so yeah, it's, look, it's... If you're looking for uh, spoiler-free, um, you know what? I'll, what I'll actually do, I'll do a little bit more editing. I'll jump in and say, hey, skip like the next five minutes or so. Yeah. Don't yeah, worry yeah. about it. But like, if you are worried about spoilers, you also did have like three years to play this game. So jump on, play the game. It's cool. Yeah. Two, it's 2020. Not even two. This game came out in November 2021. Oh my it's god, been a year it really did. Okay, well you had. Uh, I mean November 2019. <laughs> um, yeah, but okay. As a side note, this whole podcast is probably going to be free spoilers going around because we are talking about playing the games, true, and true. all of them. So we are going to be talking about 
kind of everything. But the game is basically a journey of a, a Jedi Padawan, Cal Kestis, who was uh his master was killed during Order 66. He escaped and he's been living on the run. But then, you know, it's Star Wars, so everything comes back to get him. And it's his journey through the galaxy trying to find uh, a, what was it? It was a holocron with all of the younglings that are Force-sensitive on it before the evil Inquisitors, who, if you don't know about Star Wars, uh, the way that they for their extended universe or Disney stuff. So they could still have the Jedi's go against other, Je you know, Sith, even though there's none left. They're like, Oh, there's still some Sith left, but they're called inquisitors. They're not actually Sith or Jedi's whatever. It's more Jedi versus Sith shit. Uh, but you know, it's, it's a journey through the galaxy as he tries to rescue some kids from Darth Vader, basically. Right. And actually that you bring up that, uh, the, you know, the, the MacGuffin of this whole uh, game, just finding the holocron with like younglings, force sensitive ones uh, and where they are. I think that's my if I have to complain about the story, that is just my biggest gripe is just I think I'm kind of tired of Order 66. I think I'm kind of tired of of like this, like, oh, man, we've killed all the Jedis, except for like the 500 that are still out there. And like, we're yeah, just gonna ex keep except for this one. And, yeah, I mean, except for this one. It's it's that's the same problem with like any show like that. Like mm -hmm. Superman does that. The last son of Krypton. Oh, no, there's Karen Zorrell, uh General Zod's back. Yeah, there's more Goku and then Vegeta and then Nappa and then Broly and then Raditz. And then yeah. so like it that is a I, I wouldn't blame that on uh star wars i right. would say that's just an, an unfortunate trope. side effect of a, an unfortunate trope of the i'm the last of the this kind it's right. there's always going to be more yeah and it's, oh no there was another one you didn't know so i think i, I wouldn't blame star wars for that I, I don't think i'd blame star wars for it. i think my only thing is is that I think there's a lot of cool things about Star Wars. Because, again, going back to what we were kind of talking about earlier, I don't know how big of a Star Wars fan I am anymore. I think I, I, I really like the property. I really like a lot about it. But, like, yeah, I really didn't like the, the Disney movies that they've done. The shows have been pretty good. Uh, Mandalorian like is dope. Batch. Yeah, Mandalorian. But, like, I think that we're kind of focusing too much in that in between of like you know whether whether it be in between return of the jedi to force awakens or uh revenge of the sith to a new hope i i think that those I mean, kind of like small periods of time i think those are like fine to explore but like if anything it's it's more fun to explore the re post return of the jedi because i feel like we've done too much in between uh a new hope and Re revenge of the sith i just feel like there could be, be other fair, stories to be fair that's all they had for a while because it's not like you could do yeah. something post return of the jedi because disney was trying to make the new movie so it's just like you they're like no you can't fucking do that we've got this going on yeah. so at least now that those movies are done they have this yeah now we can kind of there. go there okay. yeah but this is not a star wars podcast right this is this is fallen order now how what what are your thoughts? What are your just general thoughts on this game? Like, how did it hit you when it, you said it was one of your favorite games of 2019? It was one of my top 10 games of 2019. It was pro it was definitely in the top five. Um, my favorite game of the year is one we will definitely talk about on this podcast because now one of my favorite games of all time. But we'll get to that in a later <laughs> episode. Just to wait. What did I think about this game? So let's give a, a quick little 
uh, talk about the gameplay. So like I said, it's a basically it's a 3D Metroidvania in that as you go through, Cal like remembers powers that he learned once ago that he shut himself off from the force. So you're getting that Metroidvania like new powers means right. new ways to explore, means you can get to new areas. And uh, the gameplay was a lot like Dark Souls in that you had a bonfire area that if you sat there, you would reset the enemies. And the actual melee gameplay also was a lot like Dark Souls because it was that one-on-one, you know, the guys are there and you've got to kind of like bob and weave. Right. And you've got to dodge and parry. Yeah, you can parry your opponents. So it was a really good mix of the two. Um, I, problems with the gameplay, uh, what, just out of curiosity, we'll talk about this in other games where Mm -hmm. maybe trophies are based on difficulty. This one did not have a difficulty trophy. What difficulty did you play it on? I just played it on normal. I, I yeah, wasn't looking too. for anything too much harder than that. No, no, no. Uh, I, I tried it on hard for a second and was like, oh, this is fucking hard. And then I just went back down to normal. Yeah. <laughs> like it. I thought about it because I was like, oh, it could be fun. But at the same time, I was just like, I, I've experienced the story, you know, a, th- a few times before. I was just like, yeah, let me just do casual and see how it goes. I, I was really enjoying the gameplay. I think that like my second trip to, um, oh my gosh, what is Zephos? Um, Zepho. Zepho, yeah. I think that's when the gameplay started to turn for me because I, I started to feel overpowered there. And then uh, when it kind of, started to get more metroidvania for me where i was like okay I, like every five seconds i'd be looking at the map and be like oh i gotta go to this door next you know because i haven't been through it yet and i can access it now um i think that's when i started to kind of feel that itch of like i just need to progress like i just kind of want to keep progressing and moving through this instead of trying to find every door because then i started to get lost and See, uh that and here we enjoy. go here we go with our very first how the difference in the we played games. One of the trophies for this game is 100% collection of not only all the secrets, but all the chests. Mm-hmm. So we've got we've got several collectible trophies in this game that we can talk about. Collect all chests and secrets, unlock all Jedi skills, get all complete all of the hollow maps, which means um, so the map in this game is I'm not usually a fan of like 3D maps. They do the thing where you have a little robot companion named BD1 who's just my favorite part of the game is this little bipedal robot that kind of moves around like a little animal. Super cool. Uh, But when he he brings up a map, he he is the most charming part of the game. I will say he is very cool. Side side note, talking about charming things in this game, this game came out right after they opened uh, star Wars uh, galaxy's edge at Disneyland. And there is so much shit from that park in the game. It's like, I don't know if it was a subtle thing to go get you to buy the things at the park or if it was just like Disney being like, no, these are how it is now. But it's like you can customize your lightsaber in this game and pretty much all of the customizable parts are the customizable parts when you build a lightsaber at Savvy's Workshop. Um, That is probably my main focus for collecting the lightsabers in this game. The holocrons holocrons in the game all look like the holocrons you can buy at the park. But the one that was so like holy shit to me that i had to text my friend rocco if you guys don't know rocco mega 64 friend of mine um they use the same fucking sporks that they used to give you at the restaurant oh. before everybody they before they stopped doing them because everyone was stealing them like the <laughs> fucking silverware when you're eating a meal in this game is the same as the stuff you can buy well you have to buy it at the park now but yeah it's I was like gonna they, say, got, they sell that. yeah they stopped so 
they used to when you get a meal they would give you this really nice like like Star Wars ass looking weird like spork but <laughs> everyone kept stealing them it's really weird on an entirely different note I have one of those sporks they're great <laughs> not gonna say how I got it anyway proud paying customer here <laughs> um Oh yeah, you went to that. Not not the podcast to talk about. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah. That that, honestly, going through it, that was kind of my biggest thing. Is when I would be exploring the maps, I would be so bummed if I didn't get a lightsaber piece, and it was just more like, here's a a thing you can you know read if you want, and it's like I'm I'm here to play a game, not read text. Like oh, I read it all, but it's like you had to find all that text. So what I was gonna say when you were talking about uh, it's time to move on. I could not do that because if if the map didn't say 100%, no, right. there are parts of the map you had to come back later for, of course. Right. But if there was a door or that that you know said you could probably go through this or part of the map that was still gray and I couldn't find, I would bang my head against it. And this is when the game first came out, so it was before mm-hmm. it had all been mapped out like it is now. I still remember um there is one of the, the secrets are these like echoes in the force that you can find. Mm-hmm. There's one of them on the ice planet that is, that is Zepho, right? Yeah. Zepho is the ice planet in the big ice caves off to the side below a ledge that you'll never go to unless you're specifically looking for it is the la- one of the last secrets I needed. And I ran around that damn fucking level for like two hours when it was the last thing I needed looking at message boards everyone being like has anyone fucking found this yet whatever and it was finally someone else found it it was just like yeah if you look over this ledge and down into the right there's a little little ledge you can land on that has the last secret it was just like why would what who who would ever think to look there yeah like what would possess somebody to like hide it there right (laughs) yeah that's that's gonna be another great thing about this podcast is me complaining about why did you do this to me, designer of this game? Why would you put that there? You did that to annoy me. I hate you for it. Like, um, I, I, I don't know. I explore a lot in that game because it it's fun to be in the Star Wars world, right? Yeah. But like, yeah, I think like on, on fucking Zepho, like I got so turned around and just like couldn't find my place like here and there. And then I'd look at the map and just be like, okay, I need to get back to the mantis. Okay. So I have to go down this slide and then I got to go all the way over here. And then I got to come over here. I think fast travel needs to be implemented in this game. Like if you sit down at one of those like meditation points, like I want to be able to just go to a different meditation point, kind of like dark souls uses. But like, I understand the, when you said it's like more Metroidvania, I, I was like, oh my god, that makes more sense because there isn't fast travel in that game, and you do have to backtrack a lot. Um, you have to that, yeah. That's the thing. And so there's no, there are four planets in the game. Well, five if you count the last world, but you can't go back there. But there are four main maps in the in the game. You can go to the new planet Zepho, which is like this um, was like an ice planet. Oh no, there's five because there's the tutorial world too. But I forget what that one's called. There's uh, Dathomir, which is where like uh, Darth Maul is from. Yeah, classic. Sith there's there's Kashyyyk, which is uh, the Wookiee planet. Actually, can we There's... pause on Kashyyyk? Because those are not Wookiees. They are like malnutrition. They look really weird. They got like eels hanging yeah, off. Of them. They're so strange of... looking. Like That's part of the game. Did you not realize that? Uh, I maybe have forgotten it, but like again, so like... That all, the whole story of that planet is you going with Saul Guerrero, who is Forrest Whitaker from 
from um Rogue, Rogue Squadron, yeah, not Rogue, Rogue One. And the idea is that the um the fucking Empire is there and they're enslaving right. all the Wookiees. Right. Those Wookiees all look that like why? that because they are yeah, oh that's what gosh. they're malnourished. That makes they're sense. being captured and they're being slaved. Yeah. But still, that's... every time I saw them, I was just like, oh man, this looks so weird. Like it, it just it kind of took me out, but I guess like that makes sense if it's like, yeah, that's a, that's what they were going for. But like, oh man. Um, and then there's one other planet that's like the starting planet, but I forget what it's called. Yeah. It's it's like one little map. It's not then. Oh, Bogano. That's what it's called. You can go to Bogano. Bogano. Um, everyone's favorite Star Wars place. But basically, whenever you want to go to a planet, there's a landing pad for your ship, and then you're on this big map. Like it's it's a it's it's in that huge. Dark, dark Souls kind of like continuous. Well, different different uh, worlds are bigger or smaller. Yeah. Like Kashyyyk is really fucking big because you can go on this big thing to go into the trees. Mm-hmm. But these maps are huge. The thing is though, there's no fast travel back to your ship. If you're no. like, I'm done yeah. on this planet. You have to get back to your ship. And, and, and sometimes maps, that is like a lot of like that's like 15 minutes of just backtracking to your ship. The maps can be very, very confusing at some points. And it doesn't help that the 3D map you think is like, oh, it's a 3D map. It's easier to see. It sometimes yeah. level layers on itself in a really weird way. It, you yeah. can't tell where exactly you are. I think if you could hide the other layers and just be like, show me the floor I'm on. It, I think that would work just a little bit better and be less like troublesome to navigate but yeah the the map kind of works against you in a lot of spots so yeah so basically the game is you go on a planet you've got a task to do it's usually get over here and find this or beat this boss and it's it's uh, a good amount combat a good amount puzzles and traversal and exploration and then you know you get to watch some stories uh this whole game i would say about you know, if you were trying to play it for fun, what do you, what do you say about 15, 15, 20 hours? Yeah, I'd say probably about a 20 hour game. That's I you think could, you could probably like do it either 15 in, but I'm probably doing do a lot of exploring. So. If you just wanted to mainline this game and just play it without really looking at stuff, you'd probably beat this game in like seven or eight hours. Right. But that's uh, the thing. From- this game does that itch like thing because it puts so many collectibles it right yeah and it's just like oh those vines are burnable how okay and then you're just like all right now i just got to find the lantern and try to figure out how to throw it at it you know like that that is what this game does very well the game entices you it wants you to complete it it also did force power there's only one game that came out in 2019 i think did force powers better than this game even though that's not a star wars game (laughs) uh but um this game did their force powers pretty good it was fun to mm-hmm. pull and push enemies it was fun to launch them into the fucking sun and it was fun to slice them in half i mean it makes you feel powerful which is great yeah. that is what you want a game especially a star wars game to do to you is make you feel powerful and it does a good job at it i, I know you're not 100 percent done with it but um, let's talk about like the things I had to do that you probably didn't even do. So <laughs> I want to go over some trophies and just say, hey, you know, did you do this? Did you spend time doing this? One of the more annoying trophies that took me so long just because it was finicky mm-hmm. is OK. So let's for the audience at home who maybe aren't the biggest trophy people there are different types of trophies. There's your story trophies. You usually just get those for doing something. You got your difficulty trophies. That's for like beating a game on different difficulties. You got your collectible trophies. uh, And then you got what I call, you've got, of course, the dreaded multiplayer trophies, which I fucking hate. And then you've got what I call the miscellaneous trophies. That's for like doing a weird little task, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, 
you know, like kill somebody in a specific way with a specific thing. There is a trophy in this game that is just fucking annoying called kicking back. Does that sound familiar? Have you popped that? I know you're playing this kicking on game back. Pack. You're getting achievements. But... Oh, yes. And that one was really annoying. That one I actually like tried to get or like tried to do because I was just testing out like the little kick that you have. So there's there's an enemy in this game, which is basically like a big space elk. I don't know what else to call it. Mm-hmm. It's like a fucking, you know, it's, it's a deer. It's a it's a four legged creature. So one of the things you have is the ability to just do a kick. It's a way to like break up if someone's doing an attack. Uh, what they want you to do is have one of these little elk dudes back kick you and then kick it right back. Right. It is so fucking finicky because most of the time these things don't even want to kick. They just kind of like, ooh, and they walk away. So it's you have to like, it's like following this little NPC, getting behind it, hoping it'll randomly kick and then kicking it back. The problem is it shoves you back far enough from the kick that it's yeah. like, oh, I got kicked. I got a, I got like a split second to kick it. Oh, I'm already out of range. You have to be kicking before it kicks, but not kick it until after it's kicked you. Yeah. And I sat there and I did that for like 45 minutes. See that it's it's achievements like that where I'm just like, do I really want to commit 45 minutes to it? And that one, I actually like that one probably didn't take me too long because it was like I would give it about, you know, a minute or two to let it do it to me. And then I was like, fuck it, I'll run into another one of these eventually, you know. Um, and then I would try it again there. But like that one, I was lucky because I had just unlocked the kicking and I I think it just kind of like worked out for me. The one I had trouble with was the cutting the tongue of the Bogdo. I was about to get to that one. Yeah. So there's uh, what is that trophy called? It's called Cal Got Your Tongue. There's a enemy in this game with a big giant space frog. Uh, and so you have to let it hit you with its tongue attack and then slice its uh, tongue off while you're still grabbed from it. Right. So you have to, but the thing is, uh, you have to already have the pull power because when it hits, you have to dodge so it doesn't get you with its tongue, pull its tongue out, and then slice its tongue off. Right. Uh, that one was that one was not too hard, but also who's going to do that unless you're specifically looking for it? Right. That one I knew because uh, from watching Let's Plays, I was like, oh yeah, I can do this. And and like for the longest time, I was like, why can't I do this? And it's like, oh yeah, I need the pull power. And then uh, like as soon as I got that, I was like, all right, I'm hunting down one of these dudes just to like do this. Um, because uh, it, continuing and in, in just moving from trophy to trophy, I did the uh, the legendary beast already. Like yeah, the, okay. the four random ones that you can fight or the, you know, the hard fight. There's basically there's four boss monsters, like secret boss monsters on each planet. Right. That are uh, just bigger versions of some of the mo- every planet has like bad guys, like stormtroopers, but it's also got wildlife bad guys. And so like on uh, the first planet, it's a big giant frog. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a there's one that's a big giant spider. There's one that's like a big giant rancor and another one that's like another rancor. But this one's meaner. Those um, that was like the achievement I wanted really bad. Like that one, I was like, I want to do the optional fights because honestly, that's where the most fun is in this game for me is fighting the bosses. Um, although they, they feel very peppered in like here and there. They I feel that's where like the Dark Souls kind of does a little bit more. It's like everything is a boss like you're constantly running into boss fights. This is like, there's like, well, this is more that like Metroidvania know. where there's right. only specific boss fights and they're in specific rooms. Like right. 
on Kashyyyk, you'll be going through this factory that where they're, you know, having the the uh, the Wookiees work for them. And then all of a sudden you'll walk out onto a big, giant, open like starport platform. It's like, what's going on here? And then an AT yeah. AT just drops in and there's a fucking uh, health bar below it. And you're just like, oh, shit, that shit right. is so cool. Like the first time you find a uh, what was it? You find ATST like very early into the game, like the chicken walker one. That shit was so cool. Like I loved whenever I just walked in, they were like laying fire to the mantis. And then I'm like, oh, like, okay, we do we have to just get around it and go? And it's like, no, it turns around at you. And then it's just like, here's the big life bar at the top. This is your first like little encounter with it. Go. And it's like, oh shit. And then it's even cool because like they're gonna throw more of those later into the game, and they're just regular dudes for you. But it was a lot of fun. Like those like kind of big set pieces really worked out in this game. And that's what like on Kashyyyk that I think that was the one I had the trouble, the most trouble finding that optional boss because I'd keep stumbling into it. Like I would walk into yeah. it and just be like, Oh giant. And then it's like, here's the boss bar with this, the spider. And I was like, Oh cool. Like I'm not ready to fight this right now. <laughs> and then, you know, it's and then funny. I try the, to the, find the, it again and it would take me 20 minutes. The- on the first planet, the big giant frog, mm-hmm. I found that within like the first hour of the game, I was like, oh, I'm going to fight yeah. this guy. Oh, he's got a, bo- a health bar. Maybe he's a little uh, mini boss. And that thing one shot me. And I was like, I did about a four more times. And when I, re- I looked it up, I was like, I realized, that, oh, I'll come back to this. Yeah, um, I, I cheesed it. Um, of course, because it's always I'm always for <laughs> cheesing anything because uh, what you can do is there's holes on top of the arena that you would fight him in and you yeah. can just jump down, backstab him, and then it'll take like a huge chunk out of life. And then you just beeline it to the exit and then you just keep doing that loop over and over and eventually he'll die. So excellent. Um, so I want to talk about maybe some other trophies here. Yeah, we've got. um one of the other big trophy sets that I always look at when I'm playing a game is the, the kill trophies, like kill 50 people with this whip and weapon, do this. And so um, I don't know about you and other games, but when I'm given those, then it's like, okay, whatever game or play style I like is out the window. It's once I get a weapon, I stick with this until I hit that trophy. And even if it's my favorite weapon, I ditch it and I immediately move on to the next one because I want to be as quick through this as possible. I don't want to have to go back and grind if I don't have to. And sometimes that makes it a little hard if I'm using an underdeveloped, not in this game so much, but if you're using an underdeveloped weapon in an area, but I need those, you know, those kills. But in this one, there were things like defeat 50 enemies with reflected blaster bolts, parry 100 times, defeat someone with only kicks, Uh, defeat three enemies using a single lightsaber throw. That one was a little hard. Defeat an enemy with their own slowed blaster bolts. That one was a lot of fun, actually. Power to catch blaster bolts in midair. And then what you would do is you'd slow them down, then force pull the guy through them and kill him with their own bolts. <laughs> uh, defeat 20 enemies with explosives. Defeat an enemy with a hack droid. Precision evade 100 attacks. That one was very annoying. The precision timing on that in this game was pretty, like, it's not. They didn't the give goodness. you a lot of wiggle room. No, that, I think that's my biggest complaint in the early game is because and, and although as it may be a complaint, it's actually like that was when I felt the most souls like for it, because I feel like the more powers you get, the more you have control over each battle that you get into. But early in when you can't like slow down very well um, or especially big enemies, you can't slow them down. That 
like timing precision it is so small that window is so tight and it it's unforgiving like it is very unforgiving but again once you get throughout the game it kind of gets easier you get more used to it too um i would say that's kind of like uh the perfect timing the parry 100 enemies i feel like early in the game that one seems daunting but once you get the feel of like stormtroopers rushing you you're like i know exactly when to parry now and then it just kind of like is secondhand to you now i will say i i do this sometimes in games is i get really like when there's a trophy like that i want to get it over with i did this recently in massa we'll talk about another game in mass effect one which i will probably talk about in a future episode oh, i played that for the first time you have all these trophies for like use this power 25 times use it and so it's like you could just if you want use it as you go through the game or you could be a psychopath like me and you could sit at this little terminal in the Citadel and do it, then reload your game so you don't have to wait for it to recharge and do that 25 times with every power so you can just get them out of the way. And I'm going to say that in this game, there is a trophy. Uh, where is it? Uh, preci- yeah, the Precision Evade one and uh, where I just sat there with two enemies and Precision Evaded a hundred times in a row so I could just get it over oh. with. Well, the, you know, I, I don't blame the idea, though, for that, because like it it makes it a little bit more uh, like a controlled experiment for you, because I'm sure that the trophy isn't tracking that for you. So it's kind of like, well, if I just sit here and just do it over and over, I know I'm going to hit the 100. Whereas like if you are playing the game and you get to the end, you could be like, oh, shoot, like how many how many times did I actually do this? Now I have to do it. And then it's kind of like, just kind of holding the game onto you. Like you just have to like sit there after you've had all the glory of it and just kind of do this menial task. So I don't, yeah. I don't know if I necessarily disagree with the method you're using. It seems what pretty you're smart. Saying, what you're saying about like, it doesn't track it for you. That is one of the things I'm so excited more for the PS five about is that trophy tracking thing, which I'll give uh, Xbox credit as much as I hate Xbox. I will give them credit. They've been doing that since the Xbox one is I wish more games had either a way to. So it's just like defeat a hundred guys or do 200 of this. Just give me a tracker. Let me know where I'm at. Yeah. Don't make me sit there and guess. I hate that. And so it's been nice with the PS five in their trophy system. Now it's like when you do something, that number does go up and oh. not every game uses it. All the Sony games are. And some of the third party games, I think Sony's being like, you might want to use it, but they're not yeah. forcing anyone to. But I want that to be the standard. I want that to be the norm. The next time I play a game, it's like, hey, you know, kill 300 people with the shotgun. Give me a running total. Let me know yeah. where I'm at. That's 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 something that I feel like should be standard, because uh, for me, like with Final Fantasy 14, whenever because I do get that itch every once in a while where I'm like, I have to get these completed or whatever. I'm so glad that every step along the way, it's always like, this is how far you are. Don't worry. Like, we've got it tracked for you. So because I couldn't imagine trying to do uh, especially like this, where I'm looking again, it's they're asking me to do a specific thing 100 times. The least you could do for me is at least let me know where I am in that process, because if I do 50 and I'm just like, okay, I just, you know, I need a break from this. Then I know that like, hey, I'm at 50, you know, I can come back to that or try to progress maybe a little bit, see how I'm doing and then be like, oh, you know, I only did it 10 more times, so I'm not really using it. Um, I need to like use it a little bit more, like pepper it into my gameplay. That's how I'd probably look at it. But yeah, if you're going to ask like, hey, we need you to do 200 of this, like 
put in that tracker. Yeah, it gets even worse when you get into some other like psycho games that I've done. Like, let's say Final Fantasy 14 to do a thousand fates. What's nice about the PS5 version is they put all those in. So, you know exactly how many you've done, which is great. But the PS4 version, those fates, dude, that's the only thing that and a couple fish are the only things now keeping me from the platinum in in Final Fantasy 14. Don't worry, we'll get we'll get that for you in a few weeks. Thousand fates, dude. Let's do it. It's coming. Um, the last thing I want to talk about with this game is the collectible grind. You said that you had fun, you know, finding everything. Did you find all 256 collectibles? No. Like I had to. <laughs> well, again, I'm I'm probably about halfway through this game right now. And hey, let me rephrase that. Are you going to try to find all 256? No, no way. No way. I but here's the thing. I I do want all the lightsabers. Like I do want the lightsabers, so I think it's going to be one what of those things. What about the ponchos, like, dude? You don't want all these uh, ponchos. Well, here's the thing. Here, uh, this is one thing I haven't, and this is like, this is a personal thing. I think every single character in this game is is uh, unappealing to look at. Like uh, everyone Whoa, looks. Oh, weird. what? I like, disagree. Like I think that Cal is like. Am I Conan O'Brien like running around through Star Wars? Like I don't, I don't connect with this character. Like he kind of looks dopey to me. Like he wears like these goofy ponchos. Like I don't, I'm not gonna like I don't care about ponchos. Uh, The alien dude that you're traveling with, Grease. I fucking love Grease, dude. Okay, I like his personality. I think personalities shine a little bit more than their character models. Greasy money, baby. He calls himself Greasy Money. (laughs) But then, um. Um, the what's her name that travels with you like they oh uh the elf uh played by uh uh, uh siri junda played by deborah wilson yeah of mad tv her face is very like god what's what's the word i'm looking for skeletal uh yeah it starts with a g what's the word gaunt gaunt yeah uh yeah she's been living on her own for a while so like yeah. i get it um I, it's just like her I, I think they just need to like pull her face forward a little bit, like on the character model, because it yeah. looks like her eyes are kind of like bulging out. And I'm like, oh, uh, do we need to go to the eyes. doctor for you, girl? Like, I mean, I know you're kind of like hiding and on the run, but like you might want to get that looked at. But like, I think the best looking character in this game is the second sister, Trilla. Uh, I I the think she looks sister? awesome. Yeah. Okay. She's yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she yeah. looks awesome. Her suit is cool. She rules. She's the best looking thing. Like, give me her. Like, I want to play as her. Like, just. I mean, I think the best looking thing in this game is BD1. But yes, they BD1 got is, really, is adorable. Really, really good Forrest Whitaker in this game. Played by Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> yeah. Like, you look at it like, oh, that's fucking Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> I was shocked that he looked more like himself than he did, uh, I feel, in, the in movie. Rogue One. Yeah. <laughs> Well, in the Rogue One movie, he's supposed to be like, yeah, he's kind of on his last leg. Dusty, there. And this is like, this is younger, like not too much younger, but like he, he yeah. hasn't been like blasted up yet. <laughs> Actually, uh, it's a good point about when this movie takes place versus when Rogue One takes place, because they're both pre mm-hmm. A New Hope. Uh, they, I don't know. Got to be. Well, Rogue One is like moments before, right? like that feels oh, it's literally like it is, it's literally yeah. five seconds before the movie starts right um where this, this is I probably feel like this is probably maybe a couple years before this right? is well this oh, wait, has to be this, a this takes years place after five years right five Why years do you, after do you know that i think so sure. like 
or I, I feel oh, like yeah. I looked five years up. after yeah. the great Jedi per I'm looking it up right. on Wikipedia. So it's five years after revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And so there's, there's... Like 20 years between. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Okay. So he's, he is younger. But really quickly. I do want to go over collectible wise. There were 113 force echoes, 107 chests, 32 secrets, 45 enemy scans, 10 terrarium seeds, eight stim canisters and 19 encrypted logs. That's bringing us to our total of 256 different collectibles. That's Not collectibles. the most collectibles I've ever found. I've, I've got games with thousands of collectibles, but um, that, that was no, no small feat. That was a lot of shit to find. Yeah. I, I do think again, they put a lot of it right in front of you. And they I do. I, I put, I'd say that. that a large majority of it, was just like right out in the open. It's like, oh, you come in there. Oh, there's a chest. Or, hey, here's a little puzzle. How do you get this chest? There was some shit at the very end, like I said, that was hidden back deep. That's like, I've beaten the yeah. game. It's like, well, there, there was an entire thing on Zepho where, do you remember the part where you go to like basically a beachfront and there's a big, yeah, busted out old uh, Star Destroyer out in the water? Yeah. Did you go into that? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I actually spent That's a, a lot of time. Area. Yeah, like I spent a lot of time uh, grinding around that area. There's a there's a secret boss fight around there. Um, yep. Mm -hmm. And like, I I will say there there are some things that I did feel very like rewarded for finding. Like, uh, anytime I'd find something that actually progressed me, like made my health bigger or my my uh, stamina gauge or like my Jedi powers, whatever, that stuff felt great to find because I felt like that stuff was maybe like it always always just out of reach and then once you figure out how to get it you feel good about it 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 makes you feel like oh yes i figured this puzzle out or something yeah um it, i i always felt like at the i love a good puzzle because i love that i that moment my favorite part of a puzzle is that moment where it clicks where you go i understand and this game had a lot of good puzzles where it's like what the fuck oh i right. get it and i felt smart and i felt accomplished and it rewarded me in kind there was maybe one puzzle in the game where i just like they did not um communicate what i was supposed to do and so what i did was so janky and like fucking weird compared to later i looked it up at what i was supposed to do do you remember on i think it was on dathomir when you're in the hidden temple and there's the balls that go that oh. roll around by wind there's one where yeah. you're on a bottom level and you have to get this ball into the middle but the wind is you can turn it on and off. I guess what they didn't communicate to me is that there was another vent that I just didn't see mm -hmm. that could have pushed it right in front. So I had to sit here and like, OK, if I turn this one on and then stop it immediately and then force pull it onto the. And so I did this like complete workaround when the uh, the puzzle really was open this other vent that open this one and it'll push it and push it. And so like I'm doing all this weird, wacky shit. And it's like, oh, I think. It would have been nicer if you would just kind of maybe pointed better. It's like, oh, it's right here, dummy. Yeah. But I also overthink things. Well, so you, you can also use BD1 to, or what is it? BD1, right? Um, yeah. To hit down and then like he'll give you a hint or whatever. But I feel like those hints what? were. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah. I didn't know there was a hint. There's a hint system? Yeah. There was a. It's not. I mean, it, there might as well not be one because there is one puzzle where I felt I feel so stupid. This is this is where I'm going to feel really stupid because it's it's the puzzle where there's a bunch of like magnets and you've got to throw um, like the fire lanterns around. And there's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The giant thing in the middle with the chain. 
Yeah. And there's water. So like, you know, fire isn't going to mix the water. It's going to put the flame out. Yeah. I ran, I'm, I'm not kidding. It was like two hours. Uh, cause I was like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm not hitting that hint button. Like that is the biggest offense to me in games when it's like, do you need a little hint? Do you need us to help oh, you? And, and it's I just like, the, uh, like, Oh, you've died a couple times. Maybe put it down to different difficulty. That's the thing is like, I knew what to do, which was I had to throw a lantern at the vine that was holding the chain together to burn the yeah. thing, to let it drop, to open up the, the path. But the problem was, and and like I knew, I'm like, okay, there's lanterns on this side, but I can't take them across because I'm in water. And then it's like, okay, well, I'm like running around this structure over and over. I'm finding everything possibly to be found. But I'm just like, I can't figure out how to get this lantern there. And so like I'm trying to force throw it just across the way and hit it. And uh, which I'll say the f- force throwing anything in this game is a little finicky. Like it's like, I wish there was like a reticule or just something that let me kind of know where i'm throwing it because sometimes it just doesn't throw it the right way um and you know nothing was working and it's like i'm asking bd i'm like finally like fuck it i just need to know and then i'm like all right bd one tell me and it's like well uh there's a chain uh, and you need to throw a lantern at it and i'm like great <laughs> like all right and then oh. like you'd hit it again it's like we need to move that lantern to the other side but how and it's like i know like just that's the part I'm having trouble with. And then it like do it again. And it's just like, you know, what if we drop the thing in the middle to break it open? And I'm like, cool. These hints are useless. Like these are not helping in any way. And then I, just I remember. Up a guide. <laughs> yeah. Wait. So, OK, for everyone, who this is on Kashyyyk, by the way. I remember this puzzle. I remember what you're talking about. I don't remember the solution. What was the solution there? Oh, so that was they're introducing magnets to you. Uh, and it's like you just turn on a switch and there's yeah, and it a pulls it around it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. but there's okay. one right in that room, which it's just a little stand. And I just never looked at it again because you use it once to open up a, a doorway that lets you kind of like continue deeper until you have to come back into this room uh, to get the path to leave it. And that is what I forgot is I forgot that there is a magnet in that room that I could just turn it on, jump over to the other side, throw the lantern at it, and then it gets stuck on the wall there so that I can now be on that side with a lantern and throw it at the thing to burn it. And that was what was killing me because I was like, okay, like I've got these if I only had a magnet. But it's like there's just that one little stand that I just never thought about. And I was like, okay. I feel really stupid because the the answer was right in front of me the whole time. I just wish that BD1 would have been like, oh, yeah, hey, there's this magnet right there. You could do that. And it'd be like, oh, yeah, duh. Like, that's why there are magnets in this room. But yeah, that was that was my like only one thing. I was like, I I love that it has a hint system. But like the hint system is completely useless because then later on throughout the game, I was just like, I wonder, like, I know what the solution is here, but what is the hint? And then it would be like, oh, you got to you know get past that stormtrooper i'm like okay like like thanks game all right ea if you're gonna do a hint system doing better yeah okay well before we wrap this game up i'd be hard pressed to not talk about the ending yes oh god if we're talking moments and this is one of the coolest moments in a video game of that year yes the end of this game your whole game is against the ninth sister or the second sister which one is it uh, one of the sister trilla the second sister who is basically a padawan who was wasn't killed in order 66 and the you know the empire takes him in and makes some evil jedis that work to help kill all the jedis that are still left and basically they're just little sith uh soldiers and you have this big battle with her and you have this heartfelt moment where deborah wilson's character who was her her uh you know master or whatever is like 
I can see you from the dark side, whatever. You have this big fight, and then you're like, maybe it's all good. Maybe we can turn her to our side. And then all of a sudden, just in the back, you hear, oh, oh, oh. And she fucking freezes. Her eyes go wide. You see red behind her, and you just hear her say, avenge us. And she's cut the fuck down by Darth Vader. None other. This scene is so fucking good. Like it's this, so good. This Deborah, is what it must have felt like in those last moments of Rogue One, because you were just like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like, yeah, Cal, Cal Kestis, who has no idea who this is, because why would he? Right. He goes, "Who's that?" And Deborah Wilson's character goes, "Trouble." You know, just like fucking get the fuck out of here. Yeah. She tries to run at him to take him out, and he literally just hand waves her into a pit of lava. He like not even thinking about it, just does. Eh. And she just force goes around. So now you're in a fight and you're in a boss fight with Darth Vader, but he doesn't have a health bar. The screen just says run. Yeah, it is. Get like that again. What I keep talking about is so cool about this game is it makes you feel powerful till one moment where it strips everything away from you because you were like, I'm not this powerful. <laughs> like, And it's just go like, you know, where your place is right then in that moment. And it is get the hell out of here you you can try to fight him you will immediately die you will immediately die so then no it's just you have to run and then it's a puzzle of how do i get away while everything around me is breaking because he's force pulling everything and if you turn around to look you're running at top speed and he's just fucking walking Walking. he's just walking at you just like oh it's it is a hunter about to pick his prey like yeah it's it's such a great moment um okay well and again it is a classic way to end a metroidvania escape yep that's it escape that's it um then the game ends i won't really go into that that's fine that's the game Uh, you know when it comes to trophy wise like i said this being an ea game usually you'd think it would be a lot harder ea usually sucks at trophies but they made this game a great single player game which doesn't come out of ea and was relatively like i said a little collectible grindy but for the most part was good with their trophies what i'd like to do now and what i think we're going to do every episode is we're going to rate this game and we're going to rate it you're going to rate this game as how much like just a normal fun. how much how fun, fun you had is. and i'm going to rate it as a trophy hunter on a zero to ten scale of is this you know how's the platinum how's the trophies? so go you know zero to ten do we want to do just whole numbers or we're doing half let's do halves we can let's do, halves. do i think halves are safe i think that no, no, this, no quarters or any of this shit. Right, right. I think this is a safe like eight for me. I think this is a solid eight. I think this is something that is it is worth your time seeking out, whether, you know, if you play it, if you just enjoy it, like enjoy however way you can enjoy a video game, enjoy this game. Like, I don't think it's necessarily like hard or anything. There are difficulties that you could use to, you know, bounce around with. Uh, and that's another great thing is you can change difficulty at any time. So, you know, yeah. pick yours. Um it's 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 fun tells a great story even though like you know you can't skip any of the cutscenes. but yeah it's it is a fun game but you shouldn't because yeah. they're good cutscenes. yeah if it's if it's your first time playing definitely don't skip the cutscenes because it is a fun story um if this is your like I, I, pretty sure, i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure there's a new i'm pretty sure there's a new game plus where you can where you can't okay because i was gonna say yeah. like if that is the case like if it's the case of like you have to watch every cutscene in multiple playthroughs, I don't know if I would replay it because that is a big point for me where it's just like I, I get the story. I, I enjoy the story. I think it's a great story. I just kind of want to keep playing. But yeah, if, if it lets you skip in subsequent playthroughs, then fucking I would 
maybe even do it. Like this game is really fun. And I don't think it's uh, anything that will like make you throw a controller or get upset. It's just solid fun the whole way through. So eight solid eight for me. Eight. Okay. So let's talk about this on a trophy aspect. Number one, it does have a platinum. So that's good. Sometimes you'll get these big games and they won't have platinum. So it's very annoying. We got three gold trophies, 11 silvers, 25 uh, bronzes for a total of 1,275 points. There's a point system for trophies. If you didn't know. Also, a cool thing about this game, if you get on PS4, it does have a free upgrade to PS5 and it does have an auto pop. You can get two Platinums for the price of one if you play it on PS4. Also, if you're crazy like me, you can also be currently trying to find a European physical copy for a third Platinum because they are region stacking. So you could Platinum this game three times if you wanted to. None of the trophies are hard. It does have the option if you want to play it on the easiest difficulty and still get all the trophies. I didn't do that because, you know, it came out in a... I did want to have fun with it, but if you're just trying to get the, the platinum, which by the way, has a cool picture and a cool name, a new hope, that's important to some people. I would give this game as a game to play for trophies. It's fun. It's not too challenging, but still, you know, great. It's a little heavy on the collectibles, so it does take some grinding time. And some of them are a little hard, but easy to find with a guide. I'd give this game an 8.5. Oh yeah. What a great, great fucking game. It is. It's, so, it is so it is fun to play. Like, I, I really enjoy it. And that's where I'm kind of like, I, I might just go on ahead and do everything, because yeah. like I was saying, it puts everything pretty much in front of you. Sure, there's going to be a couple things to grind for, but no, pretty solid over. It doesn't hide anything too hard. Uh, if you miss something, there is the most annoying thing about it is the backtracking. If you do miss something, you have to go back to a planet. You have to get there and get yeah. back. And there's no fast travel. So, you know, whatever. It's still a great game. Should you play it? Yes, you should. Oh, should 100%. you platinum it? I think you should platinum it. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's asking too much. Go for it. Oh. Like make this your first platinum if you need to. Well, there you go. That's that's our first game in the book. Really quickly before we end, let's do what's going to be our ending bit, which is what's coming out within either between now and the next time that we record or now in the, you know, the next month, is there anything coming out in August? Let's say that you're looking forward to. Um, I, okay. I'm a sports, I'm a sports person. I like sports. Uh, I'm actually pretty excited for Madden 22. Uh, that comes out next month. I will probably check that out, but honestly, ghost of Tsushima is getting a director's cut and yep. I really I'm holding off on that game because I feel like if like especially now that it's coming to PS5, I'm like, that might be one of my PS5 games like that. I, I buy early or, you know, whenever I end up getting one and then that might be the first thing I play on PS5 because I've heard it's great. heard it's fantastic. But I think that great game. excited for it to come out next month. I, I don't know if I'll play it next month, but it is definitely on the radar. But out of that, yeah. I think that's mostly what I'm looking at. Uh, in the next few weeks. Yeah, we got Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, which is going to be on PS4 and PS5. Unsure what that means for Platinum. It's definitely PS5 Platinum. We don't know if the Director's Cut is just going to be DLC for PS4. Uh, if it is, you know, that's fine. I'll just do the, I'll do the new stuff to get those trophies and then move on to playing the full game again on PS5. We've also got, I believe it's next month or it's early, early in September, uh, Director's Cut of Death Stranding, which... That is a definitely a show we could do a whole fucking episode on. I yeah. love that game, but that is a long ass platinum. Also, next month, Hades on PS4. I I'm very looking forward to that. I've heard so much about how everyone Have said you... Hades was one of the best. I've never played it because it wasn't oh. on PlayStation. Guys, then when whenever you get to that, we are talking Hades because I played the hell out of that. I really like it. Um, yeah, can't wait to talk to that one. That one's great. Once That's I a great game. once can't I wait for you to play once it. I've platinumed it. Uh, 
There you go. Yeah. Fantastic. Other than that, I think I think those I think those three would be the big three I'm looking forward towards next month. There's probably other little things that'll come out that'll be interesting. And you know, before the start of next episode, we'll do a little wrap up of what you and I have been playing since the last yeah. time we talked. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening. This has been the first episode of I Have More Trophies Than You. Uh, if you want to follow us, uh, should we start a tw- uh, like a Twitter for this? Do you think it matters? Hey guys, guess what? You can follow us on Twitter at More Trophies Podcast. Oh, did you already start it? One already got it for us. Oh yeah. Okay, so, cool. It's there. I More believe, Trophies Podcast. I Let believe me, that's look, what it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up right now. More trophies this is a big name podcast yeah oh more trophies pod that's what it is more trophies pod you can only have 15 characters that's i there's no such thing as oh there it is more trophies pod boom why is it only following you and not me uh because i hadn't put anything on it yet so it's just like yeah guys follow just the one no also also look at where we are uh located that is a very secret location no why would you (laughs) all right you need it you hey you need dude you need to no you gotta change that that for for purposes of keeping this you know archive are you uh, telling me they're not gonna let us broadcast this from north korea (laughs) it is listed that we are coming out of north korea uh chris will be changing that yeah that'll change Um, give me a good suggestion how about just america i don't know the psn does it have to be a real location i don't think so i think you can put anything you want put the psn servers the psn Um, servers or you know tweet at us where you think we should be located yeah you can follow you can follow us on twitter now at more trophies pod you can follow me on twitter at dr underscore ryan and you can follow you me at uh, Burezu in Japan. That's B-U-R-E-Z-U in Japan. I-N-J-A-B-A-N. You can also follow us both on Twitch and I think the same exact things. Actually, mine's, no, you're, you're, <laughs> mine's you're, just Blaze TK. It's a lot easier to find on Twitch. So <laughs> you can follow me at twitch.tv slash dr underscore Ryan. You can follow Chris at twitch.tv slash blaze TK. And if you want, you can look up my trophies at any time on PSN profiles. My gamer tag, or I'm sorry, my PSN name, we're not using gamer tags, <laughs> is Dr. Dr. Pepper. The first doctor spelled out the second one. So D-O-C-T-O-R-D-R-P-E-P-P-E-R. Dr. Dr. Pepper. What a great name. And um, you can look at mine in shame and despair at Kawaii Blaze. <laughs> you have like zero platinum trophies. Like one day I will have a platinum of my own. I would say get the one in Star Wars fucking Jedi Fallen Order, but you're playing it on Xbox, which is, I feel, as a betrayal. <laughs> I had to play it on Xbox, right? <laughs> you didn't have to. Didn't have to. Don't have to do anything. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. This has been great. I can't wait for the next one. I really hope this takes off. I hope you guys are having fun. The goal, like I said, is just for me and Chris to have great conversations with ourselves and eventually with friends about games and the way we play them. So, hey, do us a favor. Tell a friend to listen. Get this going around. And let's just have fun. But always at the end of the day, remember the most important thing we could tell you. And do you know what that is, Chris? Is it to go buy an Xbox One? Okay, cut this part out. But always remember the most important thing. And do you know what that is, Chris? No, what is it? I have more trophies than you.
first episode. Uh, this right here is a pre-recorded message that is going to continue uh, in all the further episodes. It just won't have this little caveat at the beginning um, that has all of our ads and follows and all that kind of stuff. So if you want to follow us on Twitter or on Twitch, uh, here's everything in a very calm collected message just in case we forget in another episode or uh you just need it one more time be sure to follow us uh thank you for everything please send us comments questions uh what games you want to see us play all that kind of stuff twitter is where you can find us discord also works um whatever you need to do get a hold of us let us know what you want to hear about on the show and hey thanks again uh the pre-recorded message should start now Hey, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to send us questions, gaming memories, comments, or if you just want to know when the next episode is going to drop, then you can follow us on Twitter at more trophies pod. That's M O R E T R O P H I E S P O D. That's more trophies pod. Also be sure to follow Ryan at Dr. Underscore Ryan on Twitter. You can also keep up to date with his Monday night, Twitch streams office hours at twitch.tv forward slash Dr. Underscore Ryan. That's Dr. Underscore R-Y-A-N. Dr. Underscore Ryan on both Twitch and Twitter. And follow Chris on Twitter at Burezu in Japan. Now I, I know, I know what you're thinking. Don't worry, I'm gonna spell it out for you right now. That's B-U-R-E-Z-U-I-N-J-A-P-A-N. It's all one word, Burezu in Japan on Twitter. And when they are streaming, you can check them out at twitch.tv forward slash blaze TK. That's B-L-A-Z-E, the letter T, the letter K on Twitch, blaze TK. Thank you again so much, everyone. We'll see you in the next episode.